Uh, Amazing Daniel writes on YouTube, Who'd extend a coach who was clearly going to get fired? That sounds like some kind of Montana rancher business. Uh, it does. It does. I love pie. Yeah, again. Cups it, of coffee. Very, very, uh, very confusing. Mm. But hey, that's an Ohio State problem, and that's the guy you have to rely upon to fire Ryan Day. Maybe. He seems like a big, dumb idiot. He'll probably extend him for 10 more years for losing to Michigan by 30 this next season. Well, they're not going to lose to Michigan by 30. You always say they're not going to lose to Michigan, and they keep losing to Michigan. Maybe Ohio State's not what they used to be anymore. Have you thought about that, John? And here you go. Highly unlikely. Michigan. Highly unlikely. Michigan will be the team. There's always a team every year that finishes, that starts the year in the top 10. And drops and, out. And drops out of the poll entirely. Michigan is a prime candidate for that spot this year. I agree with that, actually. Ohio State's going to be the team that rocks Oregon's world. Rocks it. Ohio State's going to rock Oregon's world. No, Oregon is going to rock Ohio State's world. That's Rats. not what you said. Uh, Matt Rule, speaking of rocking Rule? worlds, mm. Matt Rule could have rocked a few worlds if his recommendation had been followed through on. Stand-up voice joke from John. Rule is pushing so hard for Tony White to get a coaching job, he recommended him for the Ohio State basketball head coach opening. <laughs> sure. Uh but instead, the job for the Bruins went to Deshaun Foster, who was a teammate of Tony White's. Mm-hmm. But uh, Rule said earlier this week on the uh, Husker Radio Network, I thought Tony would have been an excellent, excellent choice. Martin Jarman, the AD there, I had a chance to speak with him. I didn't want to lose Tony at all. I love Tony. I want him to coach here forever. But there comes a time when he has an opportunity to become a head coach, and he deserves that. He also said it's hard when you're sitting here in the middle of February and someone's looking at your defensive coordinator, at the end of the day, Tony's going to give me his best. I have to give him my best. I would have loved for him to have that UCLA job fired up that he is with us. But the fact that, and and this was something that Rule had talked about earlier, that he's going to go to bat for his coaches. He wants his coaches to advance their futures. Yeah even if it comes at his expense. And this would have come directly at his expense. Because he would have lost him. He would have lost him. Oh, and he would have lost him to a future or soon-to-be current conference rival. But I think that says a lot about Matt Rule, that he's willing to overlook the selfishness and say, no, 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 I, 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 I want to go to bat for these guys. Well, and I, want, I want these guys to see the same success that I've been allowed to have because there were people in similar positions that that recommended me for jobs. I want to be that guy to recommend other people, even if it comes at Mike's. Yeah, and Tony White's talked about that. Like, this is different. What Matt Rule is doing for him is different than what previous coaches sure. have done for him, and it obviously is because, yeah, it's not just that you would lose him and lose him in February, no less, which would certainly change some of your plans on what you were expecting. Oh, absolutely. Glenn Thomas joining the staff when he did, very expected. His name had been floating out there for weeks. Tony White leaving in February would have been unforeseen, and they would have then had to figure out what to do at defensive coordinator. If you're promoting somebody, who are they filling that spot with? If you're not promoting somebody, who are you hiring from the outside? And, oh, yeah, on top of all that, UCLA is a Big Ten team now, and they're on your schedule this year. So it's just, it's different than just, yeah, hey, you know, we'd love 
love to see him. Like in, in December, when the, the USC job was open and we were all wondering, oh man, is he going to end up there? That's a normal time to lose a coach. Mm-hmm. And you have normal reactions to it. February, not so much. And, and it seems like his actions, Matt Rule being the he in this discussion, same then as they were today, which yeah. is like, I'm going to go to bat for this guy. You should be interested in him. He's a really good coach. I, I applaud that attitude. I really do. And I think it says even something larger when you talk about Matt Rule because it, it all it all stems back to the kind of climate culture he wants to create. He wants a culture of success and accountability and all of those, you know, buzzwords within his program, but he also wants a culture of trust and of having each other's backs. And this is a this is a perfect way to go about it. I mean, Matt Rule knows in in certain circles, his recommendation is going to carry some weight. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think what he was counting on was, hey, here's a rival coach from a conference foe who's saying, hey, this is a good guy. Now, some might say, well, he's doing it because he doesn't really believe in this. But we know that's not true. Mm-hmm. Tony White has been an up-and-comer for the last couple of seasons, not just – this past year, after what he did with Nebraska's defense, people were impressed with him what he did at Syracuse. This is a guy who, as Bo Pelini would famously say, is on the come. So you know that Matt Rule's not trying to play double agent here by suggesting a bad hire for a conference rival. He is suggesting a good hire. You mean a like, great hire, perhaps. You mean like this from John? If Rule is going to start going to bat for Tony White, he better start trying to get Satterfield a job to get him the hell out of here? I I don't listen. I know last year was was rough, but I think with the addition of Glenn Thomas, I think you're going to see a much better collaboration, and I think you're going to see a better output. And sure, you got a five star quarterback that you're banking on as well. And but I th- I think you will see, I think you will see a much better looking offense mm-hmm. this year and in the years to come with this collaboration. Amazing, Daniel. Is there actually a significant number of people who get mad about Rule advocating for his assistance, or is that just a bit slash outliers? Is that where this topic is coming from? No, I'm just, I'm just, I just wanted to mention it okay, because yeah. I'm impressed by it. Yeah, I had, I'm impressed by it. And I, 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 honestly, heard, yeah. I have not seen any criticism. No, neither have I. The, the, and there shouldn't be. No, the only, the only thing that I would say, I mean, certainly not mad, it's just unique and different to see somebody, you know, kind of, you know, stumping this loudly for their guy. But I, yeah, I, I haven't seen any pushback from it, but I'm sure that that is out there somewhere. I, I mean, you know, I fortunately I've had a chance to be around a coach who does something similar to this. Yeah, you know, when Darren DeVries got his job at Drake, it was Greg McDermott. He was he was saying, "Yes, this is a great hire." Yeah, you know, same with Al Huss at uh, at High Point. He's having a tremendous year at High Point. Turned it completely turned that program around. But but what I'm saying is that speaks to just the overall culture inside the program. And to me, that is a great sign. Yeah. That is a great sign, Husker fan, for what Matt Rule is trying to do here. Mm-hmm. That he would go to these links to have somebody's back to say, hey, this is a really good dude. He deserves the same opportunity that I have been given because I think highly of his skills. Yeah, and so, I mean, the really question now moving forward is going to be, you know, is this last year as as much as we think it is? Because I'm guessing you think it is. I think it is. I mean, it's 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 
more likely than not. There's yeah. never a guarantee, but I think it's more likely than not because, you know, if Nebraska's defense, and we'll be talking to Bo Conley here. I was just going to reference it. Imagine if they while. were that good. Yeah. Sixth. Imagine if they were, whether it's scoring defense, advanced metrics, whatever, but where we were describing a top 10 defense, which would be a first round here since 2010, 2009. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that is territory that we have not seen around Nebraska in quite some time. If they had that type of defense in this league against the, not so much the first half of the schedule, but certainly the latter half of the schedule, right. marquee games versus Ohio State and USC, Iowa, Wisconsin, even UCLA. I mean, that that would be something pretty unique that we haven't seen, and you would have to imagine that he would be, again, on the come. He'll, he'll, be, on, he'll, be, on, he'll be high on a lot of radars. Yeah. He'll be high on a lot of radars, and he should be. I think a, a positive for Nebraska, if you're like, ah, I hope we get him for a year three, is... You know, his alma mater opened up, he didn't go there. San Diego State opened up, he didn't go there. And even Syracuse opened up and he didn't go there. So it's like three schools with these obvious ties. But again, if he is as good as we think he can be, if that defense in year two is as good as we think it can be, then suddenly his stature rises beyond, you know, ties to a program or ties to an area of the country. And he just becomes a candidate, period. Right. Yeah, I I think sometimes we get a little bit too parochial when it comes to coaching hires that you know so and so has to have ties to this and has to have ties to that yeah yeah sure Matt the really ones, no ties the, to ones the ones that you mentioned were natural ones for tony white but if you're good if you're that good at your job you're going to be attractive in a lot of places mm-hmm. and they and most of the people prior to this year wouldn't have heard of you before yeah so yeah i i i'm i'm going under the assumption that this year will be the last year with tony white yeah because because he's going to be that sought after yeah and so what what that means is you hope you can take advantage of it you know like one of the things that i know we will discuss a lot over the next few years is going to be like can they take advantage of having dylan riola at this moment in time with you know just a five-star quarterback in general something wholly unique around here and i would say the same thing about tony white and his defense you know you don't want to get to to the end of a season and once again say oh man feels like feels like that defense was wasted because the the defense I thought was wasted last year, even if they gave up late scores in a few games that cost them the game, that defense was tremendous. And you don't want to get to a year, the end of a season, where you're like, oh, that was a defense that could have you know, won nine games, ten games, but the offense wasn't good enough. So you got to take advantage of having him for one more season. It's one of the most quoted lines from the movie The Wizard of Oz. Click your heels three times and say, there's no place like home. And then you go to Kansas. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Well, um, last three years, you would not have been wanting to click your heels and say there's no place like home and been sent to Lincoln, Nebraska. Phil Steele put out a graphic today. Best home records in college football the last three years. Oh, what a fun topic this is. Oh, look who's number one. Mm, Interesting. Michigan hasn't been beaten in home in 22 games in the last three years. Georgia also undefeated. Alabama 20 and one. Oregon 19 and one. Utah 18 and one. Ohio State, Oklahoma State 19 and two. Wow, look at Gundy. UTSA 18 and two. Meet me. But then you look down the down the list. Iowa's 32nd. Go Hawks. 16 and mm. five at home the last three seasons. Wisconsin and Minnesota tied for 71st. 13 and 8. Iowa State 82nd. 
You're just naming teams now. 11 and 8. Clones. Well, notice I'm naming some area teams. Oh. Did you know that Brock Purdy was the quarterback at Iowa State and he was drafted last in the NFL? Whoa. I didn't. Did you also know he lost the Super Bowl just like every other Frisco quarterback of the last 20 years? 30 years. 30 years. You know, about uh, the same amount of time as the Cowboys. Kansas, 98, 10 and 9, and look at who's at 113th. Yucky. John, that's bad. And the point of this is if Nebraska Nebraska and Matt Rule are going to turn this thing around, the first thing to do is to make home home again. Yeah, you got to win games at home. That's my take. Winning is better than losing. Nebraska is 9 and 12 at home. Remember, this was the same stadium. They, you know, what was the streak? Like 46? 46 games? Yeah. Where they did not lose? Yeah. And Nebraska is 9-12 and 12 in the last three seasons at home. It all starts at home. It's gotten, you're like used to it now. As I made you my have way gotten out of used the, to it. As I made my way out of the stadium on Black Friday, I was like, normal. This has become our new normal in these uncertain times. In times like these. Yep, it was the, it's the new normal, losing games. I almost, need, I almost wonder if we need to put a roof on the place. and <gasps> A tarp. And and I know who we can call and put Pinnacle Bank on the side of the stadium, and maybe that'll convince them they need to win. Welcome to the vault, everybody. Oh, just, cool. just make sure you don't play Creighton. Don't. Wow, they're undefeated since World War II. That's true. People yeah, they're that. a good team. But yeah, that's that, that. That was the point of bringing this up, man. Incredible. It, that's, stat. that's really what it is. If Nebraska just takes care of business at home, we're not talking about bull streaks. No, and. We're talking about a lot more positive things than, you know, what we have been when it's coming to Nebraska football. And the good news is they'll get four straight chances to start the season at home. Real quick before we talk to Robin. So the home games this year, UTEP, Colorado, Northern Iowa in the non-conference. Then Illinois, Rutgers, UCLA, Wisconsin. So this year is one of the years where they have, what was that, eight? Eight games at home, right? Eight games at home. If they have a 500 or worse season at home, that is an abject failure. Seven games at home. If they so they well, they, so, so in other words, if they don't three, finish at least four and three, that and I would be disappointed at four and three. I would too, given the home schedule that you. I think listed. you want to go five and two or better. I think you want to go five and two or better. It's time to start cooking at home. Always nice to cook at home. Rice, not rice. Damn it! I mean, you can, but. Just not every day, Nick. Every day. Well, the, but you, but you typically want something there. with the rice. Yeah, but you never there. say that. It just seems yeah, like you just say rice. It's because I am, but I could do other things with it. Broccoli isn't that expensive, Nick. Isn't it like a dollar? Go buy a broccoli. How much could broccoli cost? Uh, yeah, $10? A, yeah, exactly, Nick. You'll find it for cheap. Coming up next, Robin Washett. They win at home. The team he covers. The, yes, they do. But not away. But not No, not away. Well, the good news is the next game's at home. Bingo. And that's this weekend. Yeah. 1620 The Zone.